to you and welcome back to It's a Musical Podcast, a podcast show where I force my boyfriend to watch musicals he should have seen by now and then we talk about them. How am I supposed to have seen this one before when it is a brand new being debuted for the first time ever podcast? It is not my fault that you don't have a TikTok. Okay, fair. I should have seen this one by now. Hello, I am the boyfriend. If you've not realised by now, by the name on the podcast that you And the artwork. On, <laughs> we are watching Ratatouille. The musical this week. Remy, the ratatouille rat, the rat of all my dreams. Yes, indeed. I think I got the lyrics right. No, you didn't. Damn. <laughs> I really don't know this one. I just know Remy, the ratatouille. Because that's all you've heard me sing. I know that it scored me major points in my drama classes mm-hmm. where I sing it and they're like, oh my God, sir knows Remy. I'm like, Yeah. I'll actually gain more cred when I've seen it and can, mm. like, actually say things about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so Pixar mm-hmm. made a film called Ratatouille where a rat wanted to be a chef. Yes. And he lived out his dreams by puppeting a chef and became a superstar and saved a restaurant. That certainly is the plot of Ratatouille. And this all stemmed from someone on TikTok writing the song I just sang, Remy the Ratatouille Rat. Kind of. And from there, that went viral. Mm -hmm. And other people have written songs to the point we have a full Broadway show. Mm -hmm. Am I close? Yeah, sort of. So this is Ratatouille the TikTok musical. That's what it's being billed as. So... Obviously, during the pandemic, people have had not a lot to do. And one of the sort of memes that came out of TikTok during the pandemic was a lot of people doing cooking videos to the song Le Festin from Ratatouille, from the actual film. And then there became parodies of that, like bad cooking to a really weird version of the song with fake French that basically doesn't mean anything. And then in August, Emily Jacobson, who was a is an elementary school teacher, mm-hmm. she wrote an ode to Remy, obviously the main character of the film, uh, amongst other videos that she made, like odes to other characters. Yeah. The, the song she wrote was Remy the Ratatouille. That then went viral after a bunch of TikTok users with millions of followers used that song. Yeah. And then another TikTok user, Daniel Mertzloft, who you will recognise from the Thanksgiving musical. Yes, with James Corden and everyone else, yeah. Mm -hmm. He achieved fame on TikTok doing a grocery store musical that was really good. But he took Remy the Ratatouille song and he made the orchestrated version of it, which is the one that you have heard. Yes. Where he took a lot of the sounds that he associated with Disney musicals, notably Hunchback, mm-hmm. because that was the one that he was saying inspired him the most with this. So he had strings, French horns, trumpets, like tubular bells, things like that. And he put them all together and he made this orchestrated version of it. And in his video, he was saying, you'd have like 40 backup dancers and we're all singing this. It's the end of act two. 
and it would be like this big number. Is this the end of the show then, Remy the Ratatouille Rat? It would be like a reprise cool. at the end of the show and everyone's singing and there's confetti and it's the big, you know, yeah. happening. That got millions and millions of views really, really quickly and TikTok went crazy with it basically. Yeah. Musical theatre students and professionals in musical theatre were losing their minds making videos of it. People who are professional Broadway dancers were filming themselves doing their own choreography to the song. Yeah. People were doing videos with it where they were collaborating or they were putting in a new piece of music for it or coming up with a new way to act it. We also had people who made puppets of Remy and Emil. Yes, I've seen some of the puppets. People, They're amazing. Yeah, people who sat and did beautiful watercolour artwork of what the costumes would look like. But it, there were so many variations of what people thought this should look like. Like you had people doing costumes that were designed Lion King style to be worn so that you still look like a human with rat elements. From that to a full costume where you're just wearing like a rat mascot costume. Yeah to puppets like Olaf in yeah Frozen a hundred percent and they were all just incredible we then had a song composed by Ruse who they wrote the Colette and Linguini yeah. Uh, tango yeah which was sung by Blake Ruse and Acacia Presley People developed numbers like The Life of a Rat or Find the Good in the Garbage, yeah. which is a great song. And a rat is a rat is a rat. Um, RJ Christian, who created songs for a bunch of the characters, but he did them all in the style of Alan Menken, yes. which was really cool. And then an um, actor on Broadway who was in Dear Evan Hansen called Andrew Bath Feldman, he performed one of those songs. So this is just getting more and more hype and building yes. and building and building and getting really, really huge. They then created a central hub for Ratatouille that got 200,000 followers by mid-November. Wow. Yeah. And then Kevin Chamberlain, who you will recognize from the prom as being Stan. Stan? Yeah, Stanley. Yeah. In the prom. He wrote a song called Anyone Can Cook. Now, he's in it yeah, with that character for that song he wrote. Yeah, I know so that. he dressed up as Gusto, which is the little dead chef yeah, in Yeah, who inspires and talks to Remy. He's like, you can mm -hmm. do it, Remy. Yeah, and he wrote a song called Anyone Can Cook, and he sang it on TikTok, and it was amazing. Yeah. He looks like him. It's yeah. so great. So Disney reacted to the fan activity. They said that it was great, and they really liked what everyone was doing it but that they wouldn't be making a musical of it, but that they're always impressed by the way that fans react to things. Yeah. So that's like mid-November. On December 9th, they announced that Seavery Productions were going to present a filmed concert version on January the 1st, which is when we are here. Hello from the future. Or the yes. past, depending on when you're listening to us. <laughs> oh, probably the past. Probably the past. <laughs> <laughs> Hello future from the past. And it was going to be an event that benefits the Actors Fund yes. in America. So this is a charity event. Then on December 17th, they announced that a whole bunch of the original TikTok creators were going to be in the event. Yeah. With six, the musical co-creator and co-director Lucy Moss directing this musical. Cool. 
if it's a concert, that feels like playing to their strengths because Six is mm-hmm. a concert. Yeah. And they've got Emily Marshall on as musical director with Eleanor Scott as choreographer and Michael Breslin and Patrick Foley adapting the film and the TikToks into the musical's sound. Okay. Then, December 28th, they announced the cast. Yes, and I saw that Titus mm-hmm. from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt yep. is Remy. Yes, Which he is. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Do you know who's going to be playing his dad? No. Wayne Brady? Recognise the name. He was on... Whose line is it anyway? Okay, cool. Yeah, you will. You would recognise him. Mm. Adam Lambert is going to be playing Emil. That's really awesome. That is really awesome. Uh, Priscilla, Which one's Emil? Is that the other rat? Emil's his, yeah, his other rat friend. The one who's like, oh, he's garbage, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we've got Kevin Chamberlain playing Gusteau. Then we have Andre de Shields playing Anton Ego. Cool. He was Hermes in Hades Town. He has the most incredible voice. You've seen him perform. Yeah. Just in that. But he's now, amazing. What I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. How have they determined which of the songs, which of the costumes, which of the choreography to use from the TikTok hub? Has there been a consensus on TikTok of, oh, this choreography is the best. Oh, this song's best. This song has to make it. How have they whittled through all the contributions Mm -hmm. to determine what this final product will be well so this is the thing they've got the initial musicians the people who came up with all the big songs that went really viral are all here so you've got jacobson who wrote the original song mertzloft who wrote the orchestrated versions of it then you've got kevin chamberlain's songs in there and then you've got Bruce and Presley, who wrote a couple of the extra songs, they are all working together to put all of the songs in. And I follow Mertzloft on TikTok. Yeah. He has been working to write a bunch of new songs for okay, this cool. as well with these other people. So we've also got Ashley Park, who is from the original class of Mean Girls. Yep. She's going to be playing Colette, which is going to be great. We've got Owen Tabaka, who is playing young Antoine Ego, which is great. I love that. You know, this is a like a Zoom concert. They yeah. didn't have to cast a kid to play the young version of him, but they have. They've gone this extra mile for this, and it's incredible. Uh, we've got Mary Testa as Skinner. Recognize her? No. Okay. And Andrew Buff Feldman as Linguini. And he's one of the people who started this on yes. tiktok like he was yeah in this the is really awesome that like it seems like they're bringing a mix of people who created it anyway but also mm-hmm. names to it yeah and they have a brilliant ensemble too including jj nyman who i follow on tiktok mm-hmm. who did a lot of the choreography stuff really early on is in the ensemble yeah this as well, which is great i really wanted him to play linguini yeah but the boy that they've got that is playing him, Andrew Buff Feldman. He looks like Linguini. It's amazing. Oh, he, does. he looks just like That's him. That's great casting. And that was the joke on TikTok was he was like, hey, it's me, I'm Linguini. Yeah, he does look like Linguini. He That's looks great. Just like him, and it's great. So Disney aren't involved. Disney are not involved because this is a benefit concert. Yeah. 
all of the money's going to the Actors Guild. So Disney aren't helping produce this. Nope. Obviously, it's their license, but considering no one is making any profit from this, mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. Now, controversially, perhaps, mm. I've not been a fan of concert shows in the past. Yeah. So this is a concert show. It's being done via Zoom. They're not in there. They've not spent like a week quarantining, isolating, created a ratatouille bubble. This is all done via Zoom. So far as I'm aware from watching TikToks from the creators talking about it, and especially JJ Norman, who I love, yeah, they rehearsed everything via Zoom. They recorded all of their own stuff in their own bubbles yeah like on their own in their own rooms and then sent it all off and it was all put together okay essentially this is very interesting so this is a very new way of watching a musical which is mm -hmm. i think the thing i'm most excited about by it because i wasn't sure if this was going to be we've we've asked all these actors to isolate they're going to perform on stage they've worked together we've choreographed it or if this mm -hmm. was going to be very much a you know everything on zoom yeah so I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like, I guess, it's the most 2020 thing they can do yeah. is if, you know, this is how this musical has been created, mm -hmm. let's do it this way. And I'm all for uh, showcasing musicals in different ways. I think it's going to be a very interesting one. I wasn't sure what to expect from this one. I... Remember a few years ago, I say a few years ago, a long, long time ago, I got the 10th anniversary DVD of Les Mis yeah. as a birthday present. And I was so excited to watch it. I'd seen the show and it's it's a marvel. And then I watch it and it's a concert. Yeah. And for me, it loses a lot of the power. Mm -hmm. I've not seen six and I love the songs but I am disappointed that it's a concert and not a full musical. Like, I feel like the songs alone have the potential for it to be like the British equivalent to Hamilton. So I think, obviously, my expectations are lowered for this, knowing it's a concert. But at the same time, mm -hmm. I completely understand why this has to be a concert. And I'm really excited to see the novelty of it. Yeah. And just, like, see what a virtual musical could look like mm. especially because we are in a state of uncertainty about what the future for live theater will entail yeah and this might be something that not only benefits actors by going to charities to support them but also gets people work because mm -hmm. this might be the best way to produce work going forward oh yeah for sure and that really really excites me mm -hmm. and i think you have to be the first person to try something and it might fail. We might watch it and we might come back after the interview and be like, that was disappointing. Mm -hmm. We might come back and be like, wow, that was revolutionary. And I feel really excited by that prospect. Yeah. We haven't talked about one of my favourite things about this, which is the artwork that was done for a Ratatouille the Musical playbill. Yeah. So it was conceived by Jess Siswick. It is absolutely it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I love it. And to benefit the Actors Fund, you can buy a Ratatouille playbill and they will ship it to you. You can order one now. Yeah. And you go on the Ratatouzical 
website because that's what it's being called. I know what I'm going to be doing after we finish recording is, mm-hmm. is ordering one of those playbills. They look phenomenal. Yeah. It looks very reminiscent of Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the clever shape of the genie's smoke coming out the lamp. Yeah. You've got this really clever design of the ratatouille. Making the shape of Remy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so clever. You've got the smoke billowing off uh, Remy's spaghetti head. Yep. But it's in the shape of the chef's hat. Yeah. I just think it's so clever and it's so simple. Mm -hmm. You know, if we were to do, and maybe this will be our next bonus episode is tell me the musical based on the poster, like obscure the title. Mm. I'd be able to tell you that that was Ratatouille. Yeah, for sure. Even not knowing there was such a thing as a Ratatouille musical, I'd be like, oh, that looks like Remy from the Pixar, which is weird. Yeah. It's so, so clever and just brilliant. And if this is successful and Disney maybe think, huh, okay Mm -hmm. the work's been done for us yeah i feel like that is a post i could see in the middle of times square you know when you get those shots in films and you're always like pause it let's see what's currently being promoted and see how well this is aged yeah i could see that on a billboard oh for sure it's such a great design Mm -hmm. i'm very excited to watch this obviously i haven't seen it i've watched all the tiktok stuff yeah and i think for you it's gonna be far more interesting and something i'm really excited to talk to you about is how does it translate from tiktok to this Mm -hmm. are you disappointed by some of the changes or some of the songs that didn't make it or are you really excited the songs you love are there and the newer songs are amazing like i'm really excited to actually hear your opinion of this one as well yeah so I'm excited. I'm excited. It's time to go order some food. Mm-hmm. What looks good? I'm thinking the ratatouille, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to have to go order me some ratatouille as well. <laughs> and we will be back in a hot second. <laughs> Remy the Ratatouille, the rat of all my dreams. I praise you, my Ratatouille. May the world remember your name. And we are back. We sure are. We have watched Ratatouille. Had a jolly good time. This is the funny thing, and perhaps it's because it's Titus as Remy. Mm -hmm. When it started, especially with the backdrop of it being like a TikTok musical, and he's got no background and, you know, like it's clearly him in his front room. Yeah. It felt like this was the bookend of a joke on Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. I haven't actually ever seen that, so... So he's... You know, I've her, seen him do the Beyonce thing. Yeah, he's her roommate in it, mm-hmm. and like is pursuing a career. It culminates quite appropriately with, you know, him making it. Yeah, uh, he becomes Rafiki in The Lion King. Super weird. But there's an episode precursing it where he finds out that, spoiler alert, if you want to be in Cats. All you've got to do is just jump on stage during a song because it's not a real musical. And they introduce new cats. 
every night every night we're depending on like an actor who wants to be in cats it's like no one gets cast in cats cats chooses you and they birth new cats because you come up with a silly name and basically all they're doing is they're robbing the uh theater audience of like their phones and their wallets as they go out into the audience during songs oh my god okay and it but it is cats it's not like they renamed it it's cats wow and it's so funny so this to me feels like it's the kind of joke that would be on Kimmy Schmidt sure. with Titus auditioning for something, not quite understanding it, but he treats it with all this seriousness when like, it's not serious. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. This isn't a criticism. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Okay. I thought it was great, but there were times I just had to be like, I'm not watching Kimmy Schmidt. This is a real thing. Yeah. And I'm so happy this is a real thing. It's so funny that this is a real thing. I think, Before we start talking about Ratatouille, I think this is a really important moment for theatre. Yeah. Because the theatre industry has had a really rough year. Mm -hmm. And this shows that theatre can come from anywhere. Like, appropriately, art can come from anyone at any point in time. Yes, indeed. And I'd said I was kind of cautious about how they were going to showcase this. Obviously, it wasn't they'd isolated for two weeks to be in a Ratatouille bubble. Mm. This was them recording it and then the footage being edited together. Yeah, well, one of my favourite things now that it's out is that a lot of the TikTok artists, specifically JJ Nyman, who I love, has been posting a lot of videos of things that ended up not making it into the final... musical because it just either was decided that they didn't like it or that it just was too long because they wanted to keep it quite short and i'm just loving seeing all of this like additional content so this is the thing i think for the gimmick of what it is as a tiktok musical Mm -hmm. watching it in its format for an hour is the perfect length yeah if it was any longer if this was your full length two and a half hour feature with an interval Mm -hmm. A, the editing process is far more difficult. It becomes more like a film than a musical. But B, I think the gimmick wears thin after a while Mm -hmm. because you're going to be looking at it and it's quite disorientating. But I think this suits an hour format. Not all musicals need to be two and a half hours long. The last five years has shown us that. Ruthless has shown us that. Shorter musicals are perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. It's one of those things I could go on. I could talk for a literal hour about Seussical. Yeah. Because that was way better when it was formatted to be a shorter Mm. form musical. But what I think is really interesting with this is obviously we'd have a real difficulty in the way we approach Remy Mm -hmm. as a character. Avenue Q and Little Shop of Horrors have shown us how we can work puppets. Yep. But how do we then work Remy under Linguini's hat? Yeah, that becomes a whole separate thing. And I'm sure there are people out there who are far more innovative and clever than I who could probably say, here's how we do it. Mm-hmm. And perfect. This worked really well. And we'll talk about it as we get to those moments. But yeah. The format of this worked because it was so tongue-in-cheek and just aware of what it was. Mm -hmm. I had a blast. I really, really did have a blast watching Ratatouille. Yeah, me too. 
So I think it starts off really appropriately, you know, before we watch anything, we've got the countdown. You've got the really nice kind of, it's not an overture, but it sounds Parisian. You know, yeah. we're walking into this theatre, you'd be subjected to very Pixar, Parisian music. You mm-hmm. feel like you are in the world of Ratatouille. That immediately started to drive me completely insane. I mean, because we were looping it, because... We know, were trying to get it to a load, and yeah. we just listened to that song for about 10 minutes yeah. on repeat. But, but it But it's a good bit of music, I liked yeah. it. That's and I afraid. really like the backdrop of Linguini with Remy's silhouette. Mm, yeah, it's like the um, safety curtain yeah. kind of thing. It's yeah. very cool. It's very like the old Warner Bros, like Looney Tunes thing. Like yeah. It's front and centre, it's big, it's vibrant. Like a Mickey Mouse, you know when in the old Mickey Mouse cartoons, like Mickey's face would come forward or Donald's face would come forward. Sure. That's what it felt like. Yeah. But we do then go to the overture. Yes. Which was great. Yeah. It was very high-pitched, like the initial Remy. What, so, in the overture? Yeah, so we had the Remy, the Ratatouille. I think that's just because it was violin. I thought it was a rat god. <laughs> like, summoning Remy to his purpose. Yeah. But it was edited so well. This is the thing, is we're watching theatre, but it also felt like we're watching a movie musical. Mm-hmm. It's and, so nice to hear an overture. Oh, yeah. And the overture was filmed beautifully, as were the different dancers, these different moments. You've clearly got everyone working individually, mm-hmm. but it it just, it was beautiful. There were moments like this where you're going into this world. Yeah. It didn't feel like you were watching it via a TikTok screen. No, and that was one of the things I was really worried about is because during the initial UK lockdown... Yes. I watched a lot of these kinds of things where, so there were a couple of, youtubers who did i don't even know how to describe it they got all their friends together and they did the scripts for things like the adams family and like old horror movies and things like that and they were just reading them but reading them in character but reading them and i really liked some of them and then other ones they just felt a bit sort of slow and clunky and yeah. that i was really worried about it with this and i don't think it went that way at no, all. no this was very engaging and very mm. like tight from the start and i think titus is excellent casting as remy oh absolutely i think there's a real charm to his performance mm-hmm. there's a self-awareness to his performance and it worked really really well there's a great line we have at the start i am indeed a rat i may not look like it but i am yeah you know, what I liked was it was just him in, like, a grey turtleneck. Yeah. And, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. I will say, though, real shout out to Remy's dad, which was Wayne Brady. Yeah. For having full... the whiskers and the face paint. That's one of the things I loved about this, is that everyone had taken it to different kind of levels. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, like, one kind of strict costume policy. It was... Nice to see people getting involved in their own creative ways. Yeah. I really liked that Wayne Brady, Kevin Chamberlain, and Andrew Buff Feldman, who was Linguini, seemed to go, like, the hardest with their costumes. And Ashley Park. Ashley Park had the full, like, chef's costume on, too. Who was she? Colette. 
What about Skinner? I think Skinner did a great. Skinner job. was great, but that was just a hat and a mustache. But it was enough. Yeah, my but my favorite thing, costume wise, is that Adam Lambert just rocked up in a cat t-shirt. Adam Lambert. Yeah, in like a cat leopard print t-shirt and was just Adam Lambert. Incredible. But this is it. I really like that people got their own say in it, but I think it works with Remy because at this point he is shunning everything that makes him a rat. Mm -hmm. And you could imagine he would be very like primmed and proper. Yeah. Whereas his dad is like wild. You know that Remy would like try and slick back his whiskers. Yeah, for sure. And I just, I thought it was really nice. And we go into Anyone Can Cook. Oh, he really does look like Gusto, doesn't he? Yes. It's hilarious because... It's you, really funny. You watch the, the film, you watch this. It is just perfect in live mm. action. If this ever does become a, a proper big deal... Yeah. You found the person who plays him. Undoubtedly, he has to play Gusto. Oh, 100%. And I love the fact that he'd built a book... Yeah, he had Anyone Can Cook behind him. Anyone Can Cook was there. And he really put the effort in. Like, I don't know if that's him that's made it or if somebody has sent that to him and said, we need you to have this in your shots. Mm -hmm. But it's the small, like, detailing to this that shows it's not just this gimmick of a TikTok musical. It's lovingly crafted. Yeah. I adored it. There's a nice moment how Remy introduces everyone. We're really rushing through the narrative of Ratatouille, mm-hmm. given the hour. Not even an hour, really. If you think about it, it was about 50 minutes. So Remy is rushing through who all the key players are. Yeah, we've just got to introduce everyone and get it over with. But it works because the humans aren't important. <laughs> it's Remy's story from yeah. Remy's perspective. Right. This is one of my least favourite things about Ratatouille, the film. Is the human Is bits. that I don't care about Linguini and Colette. And, like, their relationship, I mean. Yeah. I'm, I'm not invested in their human romance because I'm here to see this rat cook. And I really like Ratatouille. And, like, we went on the Ratatouille ride. Yes, at Disneyland Paris. And it's amazing. Yeah. But there's no focus on the humans. And yeah. I appreciate that. Because that's the part of the film that I'm not interested in. I think there's elements that I like with the humans. You know, I like the ending with, Mm. like, ego. Yeah. But you're right, I don't need soap opera drama Mm -hmm. between Linguini and Colette. Yeah, because you know what's going to happen is we're going to go from, oh, no, we're initially really fancy each other, we're in love, we kiss, she finds out about the rat, she hates me. Because I lied, yeah. Because I lied to her oh, we've got to fix this, oh, we're in love again. Like, that is the same romance trope that is in every romance movie. I've seen it a million times. I don't care about it. I want to hear this rap. Yeah. Sing to me, rap. The thing that's really interesting as well is that when this came out, back in 2007, I think it was. Oh, was it that long ago? Yeah. But I remember that this all stemmed from Pixar being like, oh, you want to do a cute animal film? Okay, Mm. how about rats cooking? And everyone's like, ugh. And they were like, right, we're going to prove a point. Like, this came out of, like, we don't want to do your typical, like, Bambi-type feature. This is mm-hmm. the opposite of a cute animal. In a, you know... Love that you picked Bambi, the darkest animal movie. That you no, I got. know. But, like, <laughs> you know, Bambi is cute. He is a, a central character that people like deers. Sure. You know, deers are kind of romanticised. Like, they're so elegant and pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a place where we could go through a park... And see deer. And I'm still like, oh my god, it's a deer. Right? But rats 
you recoil at. I like rats. I like rats, but they have a bad reputation. I'd have a rat. I know you would, but <laughs> they have a bad reputation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Pixar wanted to prove, like, we're Pixar, we can do what we want. Yeah. The weakest part of Ratatouille is the human bits. Absolutely sure. At least, at least, Linguini doesn't understand Remy. Like, Remy isn't a talking animal. He is speaking to us in rat. That's true. We just understand I it. I agree. Anyway, perhaps the best joke, I would say there's an argument that Ratatouille peaks at this point. Mm-hmm. Because we get radical rats and radical rats. Yeah. Which is so funny. Yes. I had no idea that was coming. Mm-hmm. Did you know that was coming? Has no. that been so there that's were, a brand there new There are a lot of musical theatre jokes within this. Which it should be. Yeah. But that's not one you've ever seen on TikTok up no. to this point. I loved it. I think if you're gonna have a musical theatre reference, if there's any musical theatre product that is as meme-worthy as it is right now, mm-hmm. you know it's Cats. And to throw in that joke yeah. was amazing. The little Cats interlude, I loved it. But Remy learns he needs to put some sock in your future and then mm-hmm. boil that stew. Yes. I like that Anyone Can Cook has all these, not only like musical theatre references, but food references. Because, mm-hmm. of course, Gusto is going to... To like, make random food references yeah. in his words. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He would compare love to that perfect egg mayonnaise sandwich that he had five years ago. Sure. But do you know what I mean? Like he's that, Gross, but sure. <laughs> but he's that sort of character. He would yeah. speak to you exclusively through food. He would mm-hmm. nurture you through, through food references. I'm not a cook, so... Yeah. Remy hates trash. But he can smell all these different ingredients. Mm -hmm. And the mannerisms that they all bring to their rat forms is great. Yeah. It's just small things. And we meet Adam Lambert. Yep. Who's playing Emil. Wayne Brady. Who's playing Django. Who is his dad. dad, yeah. And Emil is his brother. Yeah, and Emil is impressed. Dad, not so much. It's like, stop being a snob. Yeah, it's not that he's not impressed because that's a very useful rat talent. But obviously, again, we just need to get through this dialogue. Yeah, because we're just we're here for these songs. But it's exposition. We do need this exposition for this world to work. We mm-hmm. get the line: "If you are what you eat, then I want more." From yeah, this I want world. the finer things. Yeah. thank you. So we go to. Um, I didn't know what the name of this song was, so I took two guesses: it's, "Good in the Garbage" or "Trash is Our Treasure." It's trash is our treasure. I've got the program in front of me. That's cool. Yeah, his commitment by donning whiskers is awesome. It's and just so funny. his whole aesthetic as Django, mm-hmm. he looks like this kind of like trash man, you know? Mm. Like, I just loved it. I thought he was great. And this was a really, really awesome song. There's different moments where he's like rooting through the rubbish and he brings out an orange juice bottle. He sniffs it. He looks at it. He goes, ah, oh, 2020, bad year. Throws it away. Yeah. Great joke. I love him using the trash as different objects. So he has a musical instrument and a soup ladle. Yeah, it's a it's like a tuna can stapled to a stick. Yeah. It's great. Because that's, that's what a rat would make. Yeah, exactly. And then he has a coat hanger, which becomes a back scratcher and a boomerang. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I really liked it. And then he ends the song by saying, right, I mean rat. A tui. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was an improvised joke? Because at this point, Ratatouille is not important. 
Yeah, I think that's probably... I don't know whether it's improvised, but I think it's just a joke. It's it's a good joke. Yeah, I liked it. You know, this is a very, very good cast. Mm-hmm. And they know that they're not doing high art. But they are treating it with the seriousness any project deserves. Yeah. And I think that's what makes this even better, is anyone who could criticise it be like, oh, well, it's just people recording themselves. Yeah. There's genuine love going into these performances. And I always think like when you can see people having fun on stage, even if they are doing the most tragic scene in Hamlet and you can see like that glint of creativity, that spark in someone's eyes, Mm -hmm. you know, they're having fun up there. Yeah. It makes it even better. Whereas if it's by the numbers and dramatic reading. Yeah. It's just dull to watch. And they have gone all in on this. And that's what this show needed. If there was any half measures, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Remy wants creativity in his life. Yeah, Emil I should think so. is not impressed that Remy breaks into this old woman's house to steal saffron. Mm-hmm. He's trying to conjure up a, a great meal and he just he knows it just needs a little bit of saffron. He can smell it. So he breaks in and Emil's not impressed. Yeah, he breaks into Priscilla Lopez's house <laughs> to steal saffron. Yes. And he says... This old lady loves show tunes and fancy spices. Yep. And everyone should have these loves. Mm -hmm. Show tunes make the world a happier place. And spices add good flavour to the food we eat. Yeah. So Priscilla Lopez was the original Morales in Chorus Line. I know that will mean nothing to you. But you mentioned throughout this sequence, there are so many Chorus Line There's so many Chorus Line strokes. So because she was that character she got a Tony nomination for it as well so in this she sings a little bit of nothing yeah which is the one of the songs that Morales sings in a chorus line and then also why did for love which is like the big song from chorus line and a tiny bit of one <laughs> but I don't know whether that was but I don't know whether it was a reference to one or whether it's a part of what I did for love yeah. that I just haven't See, that's the sort of joke I can get on board with. I but I also that. think it's a joke that can change depending on which older actor you put in this. Because mm-hmm. you could put, you know, a Fontaine in there. Yeah. You could put anyone. You could put a uh, Mary Poppins in there and just mm-hmm. have them sing these random bits of their songs. And I think it'd be really fun. Yeah. She was also in In the Heights with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Nice. Mm-hmm. We learn because the TV suddenly comes on. Mm-hmm. Gusto is dead. And Remy's next because the old lady wakes up. Yep. And she gives chase whilst making these menacing chorus line references. Yeah. And I don't quite understand what happened here. It's been a while since I've watched the film. And obviously this not having a true backdrop and true scenery. I wasn't quite sure. Has he fallen down a sewer? Yeah, he runs. Because he... they live on the like trash heap outside of her house. Yes. Like they live in her bins, essentially. Yeah. And she's shooting at them in the movie. Yes. And he jumps out the window and then goes down her drain. So that's And then doesn't is. know where he is. Yeah, because I know that the next time we see Remy, it's pitch black and he's yeah. in the sewers. But I wasn't sure if like, you know, how he got from A to B. Remy's lost mm-hmm. and he mentions how sense of smell stinks in the sewer. I think that'd become a really good tongue twister. Sense of smell stinks in the sewer. Sense of smell stinks in the sewer. Sense of smell sticks in the sewer. <laughs> All the S's. Mm-hmm. I love alliteration. I was really pleased when I wrote that. 
and then the ghost of Gusto shows. <laughs> That's also tough. Mm-hmm. The ghost of Gusto, Gusto's ghost, tells Remy to find food. Yeah, and we get a really lovely line here that says, "I am a ghost." And a storytelling device. Yeah, which is great. It is so much fun. And Remy ascends. Mm-hmm. And he learns he's in Paris. All this time, I've been underneath Paris. Yes. I, I do think it is the right place for Remy, this food connoisseur rat, mm-hmm. to be is Paris. The only other place I could think would work would be somewhere in Italy. You're going to have a foodie rat it has to be paris probably yeah i just think it's amazing like i just i love the twist when he's like i'm in paris and he's so excited Mm -hmm. and he arrives at gusto's this is very exciting and remy is excited he's where he's always wanted to be yeah and we get the song remy's dream yes which has been renamed to remember my name remember my name rat I like the bit where he sings, I was looking for a sign but found a 20-foot marquee. Yeah, that's a good line. It's a really There's some good... really nice lyrics in these. The people that have written these lyrics are incredible mm-hmm. and definitely have a future in musical theatre. Oh, yeah, I hope so. Like, undoubtedly. It's so clever. And the wordplay and the lyric play, I really like it. Linguini is terrible and messes up food. So Linguini does something to the soup and Remy's like, I must rescue it. But how? Oh, yeah. No, he bumps into it. Yeah, because he's just a bus boy, isn't he? Like powder falls in. Yeah. Powder. A bunch of spices, random spices fall in. Yeah. Because he's a waiter. Yeah. And he's in the film. He goes around on skates, doesn't he? No, he's got a trolley. Okay. But yeah. (laughs) It's not that kind of restaurant. No, it's not. It's a little bit up, up class, isn't it? Although I really want to see Gusto on skates now. <laughs> he flies. He doesn't. He need does skates. fly. But Gusto shows up and he says, "Go down there and fix it." Mm. So I did. And the way that phrasing works and the way it cuts is just really, really brilliant. You're not losing any of the timing issues mm-hmm. that you would have on a professional stage space. I don't know how they've recorded this. I don't know if they should have recorded their bits and somebody's edited it and spliced it together. I believe that is the way that it was done. But it still works brilliantly. Mm-hmm. You know, the interplay between the characters is fantastic. Remy says he's going to determine what vermin can do. Yep. Great line. But uh-oh. Because Linguini's only gone and caught Remy, hasn't he? Of course. And he's like, has the soup been poisoned? Mm-hmm. And... Chef Skinner shows up and Linguini's like, you can't put the soup out because obviously a dirty rat's been near it. Sure. But oh no, somebody's <laughs> taken it out anyway. Yeah, because Skinner's too busy telling off Linguini for cooking in his kitchen. Mm-hmm. To pe- stop one of the waiters, I guess, from, from taking it out. It. Yeah. And what I love here, we've talked about it, you've shown me the picture, but Linguini <laughs> looks like Linguini. Yeah. It's perfect casting. Andrew Bath Feldman. He yeah. really looks like him. He really, really does. You've got Gusto and Linguini nailed. Mm-hmm. Like perfect casting. I think, you know, you said, yeah, Skinner's just a mustache and a hat, but I still think it's really convincing. Yeah. Mary Chester's great. Yeah. 
but a critic, a food critic, is in the restaurant tonight and they ordered the soup. And, it's a, but it's a B-list food critic. Yeah, so it's not it's the food critic. But they love the soup and they want to talk to the chef. And Skinner says, it doesn't matter, you're fired anyway. Yep. And at this point, it's Colette. Colette mm-hmm. Ashley Park of Mean Girls fame. Who... Not just of Mean Girls fame. No. She's in a, She's been in a lot of brilliant things, but Mean Girls fame. But it's Colette who stands up for Linguini and is like, well, no, the chef is great. Mm-hmm. You know, this food critic loves what he is. You can't fire him. And just as Skinner's about to spot Remy, Linguini saves him. Mm-hmm. And they've done another really awesome thing here that maybe doesn't work on stage is the way they framed the shot. So you've got Remy looking up. Yeah. And you've got the camera kind of looking down on Titus. But then you've got the camera looking up at Linguini. Yeah. And and the actor looking down. And it works. Mm-hmm. It really does feel like you are Remy in that moment and then like you're Linguini in that yeah, moment. Yeah, it's cute. That was well done. Yeah. At this point, I start to get my hopes up. And I remember turning to you and saying, they're being really clever with like the way they put the screens on the placement. Mm -hmm. on the screen and i said to you if this show doesn't have moments where remy is talking to us from underneath the chef's hat and he's not on top of linguini's head i'm going to be disappointed yeah more on that in a bit anyone can cook reprise Mm -hmm. this is really cute like linguini's version of it i think it really works that Linguini is singing Gusto's song. Oh, yeah. Because of what we find out later. If it was Remy singing this, I don't think it works as well. It just, it feels appropriate that these two characters have this song. Yeah. Without even realising the significance of it. Mm-hmm. It's nice. And he gets in the hat, and the second Remy is in the hat, Titus's backdrop changes, and yeah, he's now he's, got the he's chef's in hat. in the hat. Yeah, it's great. I wonder yeah. whose job it was to get those pictures. I don't know, but I loved it. It's a small detail that wouldn't have mattered. Like, realistically... Oh, yeah. People would be understanding. They've done a really good job as well at, like, theming where a lot of this is taking place. Like, obviously, Gusto is filmed in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the old show tune loving lady was filmed in, like, her front room. Yeah. They've done a really good job at thinking about the mise-en-scene and finding appropriate backdrops for the characters because it's not always possible. And I just, I really appreciated it. So we go to Linguini's first day as a chef. Yep, and Skinner tells Colette that it's her job to look after him. Yes, now we learn actually in uh, Gusto's uh, death, Gordon Ramsay has taken over the kitchen. Because Skinner welcomes Linguini by saying, welcome to hell. Yep. This is Hell's Kitchen. Yes, indeed. So Gordon Ramsay is now in charge. I like when Colette is talking about how she's ignored the rules of man to be successful. She's done everything. She's done everything right, but better than right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I like that. It's nice, simple character building for her. Mm-hmm. You know, we're never really going to get the detail Colette gets in the film. No. She is here. She's not important. Yeah. If this was longer, that would be a travesty. Mm-hmm. But, but this like, is... none of the humans are particularly No, we need Linguini, but we don't really need anyone else. Mm-hmm. 
we go to the tango Remy. <laughs> yeah, the kitchen tango. <sighs> I think this is the weakest part of the show. Yeah, so I really like this song. I loved it when I saw this on TikTok. Yeah. And the way that it was performed on TikTok is so nice. And I don't know whether it was just because it was being rushed a little bit more. Possibly. Or under-rehearsed a little bit. But, like, I was so upset that this wasn't as good as I'd seen it done on TikTok. Yeah. Because Ashley Park is phenomenal. Oh, talented. yeah, this is, she's phenomenal. I think it comes down to possibly direction here. Yeah, I just don't know what it was. I didn't, I wasn't so, a huge fan. For me, the issue is some of her bits are too fast for me to actually understand what is being said. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, we are in a kitchen. It's high stakes. Things have to be done it's fast. It's a tango. It's a tango. But it's done to the detriment of I can't actually hear what you are saying. Mm-hmm. If that's the joke in itself, then it flew over my head. But I feel like I missed content. When she started singing... It was easier to follow. It was slower. Mm-hmm. I guess the best thing about this and the, the, the justification for why it's fast is it puts you in Linguini's shoes. Yeah, you, he, you're supposed to be him trying to keep up with what she's telling yeah. him. So she starts off by singing step one, make sure your station is prepped and cleaned. And I thought, cool, what I'm going to do is I'm going to write down all these steps. Mm-hmm. Like I did with Christmas on the Square, I could tell you what each step is in this kitchen. Absolutely. I only managed step one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then, actually, I like that I missed it mm-hmm. because I am now in Linguini's shoes. Like, I feel as overwhelmed as he did. So it is an effective choice for this song. I just think it makes for a bad song in terms of replayability. Yeah. And I just wish moments were slower. The puppetry bit where we start to establish that Remy is in control is Mm. amazing. I got my wish. Remy is framed above Linguini, which I think is great. It's the only way to do this. So, just to jump back to your steps. Yeah. There is only one step. Oh, really? She doesn't repeat steps. So it's step one, make sure your station is prepped and cleaned. And then she talks about making sure that it's clean. Oh, yeah. She but, says, clean the counter, wash your surface. But then I assumed that step one was this, and then she was listing off all the other ones without saying what step they were. Okay, but you I want still... to know what all the steps are? Yes, then. please. So, make sure your station is prepped and cleaned. Good, I got that one. Clean the counter, wash your surface. Make sure the ingredients are all laid out in front of you. Okay, that makes sense. I actually do that when I cook anyway. Mm-hmm. Have your recipe. Yep. Preheat your oven and set your timer. Sometimes I forget to do that one. Turn the lights on, make your meal. Hold on a second. Should the lights not be on before you start? I'm assuming it's the... Not the <laughs> lights in the room, but like the overhead kitchen lights. Yeah, that will basically warm the station, I guess. Yeah, I that think once so. you put food out, it doesn't get cold. Mm-hmm. As I um, say, otherwise cooking in the dark is a recipe for disaster. But But make your meal, but make it quick. Yep. Clean your station once you're done and prep it for another one. But you see, this is what I mean. There's loads of steps in there. Mm -hmm. And don't you dare forget to wash your tiny hands. Yeah. That's good, though. I think that's important. That's a lot of steps. And Remy is now firmly in control. And I like the way Linguini looks like Frankenstein. (laughs) Like his arms go like, ah! And it is funny. You know, they've done a really good job (laughs) of it. You know, and again, I don't know how much interaction there has been. 
between the different actors at this point? Mm-hmm. Have they seen the scene that they're working on and then reacted and then revised? Mm-hmm. Or has it literally just been, they follow the script, they follow the direction, they do it and that's it? Yeah. I think it works. Like It does almost look like both of them are on a video call at the same time and can see each other and react. Mm-hmm. It's done really well. So after the sequence, we actually skip forward a few days. Yep. And Linguini is now a singular sensation. Yes, indeed. I recognise that, but I don't know what <laughs> it's, it's one singular sensation. Yeah. Cool. Every little step he takes. <laughs> I really like the bit where he reveals Remy from under his hat mm-hmm. and he says, Go on, little chef, take a break. You've deserved it just like my hair follicles. It was one of my favourite things in the film, as well as obviously they kept it in this version. He calls him little chef. Yeah, it's one of my favourite bits about Kingdom Hearts 3 is little chef. The mini games of making food is annoying, especially when you're trying to crack the eggs and it's got to be so delicate. Oh, I've heard about this, yeah. I actually managed to get the trophy for doing them perfectly. Well, very well I have too much time, apparently, but it's so annoying. But it's just cute because he's just little chef. Mm -hmm. And I forgot about that touch. Okay, the other thing I really dislike about this show. This next joke, I think, is inappropriate. Oh, I know exactly. And I have seen it criticised on Twitter as well. Mm -hmm. Remy says to the audience, trigger warning, vulnerability. Yeah, completely threw me out of being immersed in watching this show yeah it really actually almost put a dampener on it mm-hmm. completely i don't think because it's it's set up as a joke yeah right this is the thing i'm sure they meant no harm by it i'm sure they thought it was really funny at the time i'm sure maybe titus Burgess said that in a rehearsal yeah. and people were like that's hilarious in the way that you do when you're rehearsing mm. for a show however all it comes across as as is like malicious making fun yeah. of trigger warnings. Yeah. Which isn't okay. No, it, it really I get, isn't. I get why people are like, oh, what, you really need a trigger warning for life. Yeah. Like I people say that a lot and it's like fine, have your opinion. But this is for internet people. This, we are internet. Yes. Teenagers and adults watching this, it's not... No, I know. That I, is not the audience to make this joke to. No, it's... It just comes across as, like, insensitive towards your audience. Yeah. Do you remember how I said with Stage Fright that at times it felt off when they were mocking their audience? Mm-hmm. That's what this line feels like. Yeah. You are a TikTok generation watching this. Mm-hmm. And actually, I don't think there's anything wrong with issuing trigger warnings and to mock that language. I don't know. I'm sure they did it with the best intentions. I'm sure they just thought it was a really funny joke and that for some reason it stuck. Yeah, but it just doesn't... It doesn't feel right, especially because vulnerability's not that a bad thing. No, and that's why it's not funny yeah just because it's like yeah okay yeah um, the only other way you could do is we're gonna take a moment we're gonna pause i'm gonna be vulnerable with you yeah like bear with me i'm vulnerable right now that's fine i need i need a moment 
I'm feeling vulnerable. That's funny. What is this feeling so sudden and new? (laughs) Vulnerability. Do you know what I mean? Like there's ways to have this moment without that terminology. Mm -hmm. I don't want to dwell on it more, but it, it did really weird. Yeah. It, it took me out of it. And especially if your main character to say it. Yeah. I was, yeah, I definitely was thrown out of watching it. Cause until that point I was quite immersed and I was quite pleased that I was that immersed in yeah, it. Yeah. Because of the nature of exactly. what it is. It was a and really good job to get yourself so immersed in this world. Yep. However, we recover for it with my favorite song. Yeah, because Remy's family return and they want favours, mm-hmm. scraps from this restaurant. Yep. Do they know that Remy is Little Chef at the time? Or have they just found it and thought, we'll try? He, I think he says that he works there now. Yeah, but did they know when they came to the restaurant or was it just like No, they were just searching for him. Cool. Yeah, Rat's Way of Life. Yeah, so in, we get Adam Lambert as Emile singing The Rat's Way of Life, which is just such a bop. Absolute bop. There's a really nice bit where he talks about how rats are the greatest. And we mm. have all these different rats talking about what they found. Yeah. And one of them goes, I found a Band-Aid. And he goes... Scrap what that last rat said. Yeah, forget what that last guy said. I think that's brilliant. Like, again, it's so tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. I feel that they really got the character of Emil written well. You know that kind of buddy brother relationship and they have and also the kind of snob versus the regular joe Mm -hmm. they've got these characters brilliantly and they do bounce off really well and i think the lyrics actually have good character integrity for a meal oh yeah for sure i really love how the ensemble shows up as backup dancers and we just cut to like 10 different people in their living rooms and dancing Mm -hmm. and yeah Remy sneaks his family into the kitchen. It's a great song. Mm -hmm. What is it that you love so much about this song? This is the song that got stuck in my head all the time. After the initial TikTok stuff all happened, this is the one song other than Remy the Ratatouille that was stuck in my head all the time. So I'd be interested to ask this, actually. So just to prepare yourself, how many of these songs are ones you'd heard and how many hadn't so something to talk about maybe when we're done Mm. (laughs) remy disagrees with colette and i like the way remy is so dismissive of human idiocy human idiocy (laughs) he mentions how there was some chemistry that's not culinary Mm -hmm. and he says blah 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 linguini told colette about the rat in the hat blah 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 the humans fell in love because of course they did but the fact that it comes from remy's perspective this is a story about him. Mm-hmm. We don't care what happened to everyone else. Nope. It works. We've got to rush through the plot. What better way to provide this exposition than Remy's disinterested attitude about humans when he's the greatest chef? Mm-hmm. He is the greatest chef. <laughs> we learn that Linguini is Gusto's love child. Yeah. Which is why I like that they're the ones that both sing Anyone Can Cook. Yeah, he's like inherited it genetically, apparently. Yes. And I wrote, uh oh, because is Linguini going to get a little big for his britches, you know? Probably. He's a man. <laughs> yeah. He's a human. He's a human. Human. <laughs> so we get this really nice moment where he's interviewed 
by all these different members of the, the press. I'm just standing there. We get a cameo from Baguette Monthly, Monsieur 24601. Yep. Great. You know, mm-hmm. all he did was write about bread. So these reporters are Michael Breslin and Patrick Foley, who are the ones who adapted this. That's so cool. To be the, the musical it has become. Yeah, I really liked it. It's a nice little moment. More musical theatre references, which I'm always happy with. Mm-hmm. And it's just really nice. And you can see, you know, like, Remy's like, I'm going to get ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, my paprika. Is it my time to shine in the spotlight? And how did you get so good? <gasps> Colette. And she Remy's miffed reaction to that is so tightus. And yeah. it's great. Linguini gets head chef and Skinner is fired. Mm-hmm. All this happens so quickly, which is good. Yeah, because he's left the restaurant to Linguini. Yeah. But the bit Remy's like, no, I'm not pleased with what I did. And I'd like to say I didn't yank his hair. And I'd like to say I took the bigger route, but I yanked his hair. (laughs) It's so funny. I just, yeah, I really like arrogant Remy. Yeah. It's a nice take. Well, he knows he's done all the work. Yeah. But then... God, could you imagine live on TV this chef who's like, you've all eaten my food. Thank you for this honour. Who made me a great chef? Well, I'll tell you. And he takes off his hat and there's a great rat underneath it. Could you imagine? Oh, Remy's cute. He's cute. I I know that. But could you imagine, like, that press conference? Mm -hmm. Oh, it'd be a total train wreck. Skinner finds out Remy's the cook. Now, yeah. this, this ending happens so quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm very immersed in this world, again, after Rat's Way of Life, that I kind of forgot how long we had left. Yeah, I had no concept of how long we had left. Yes. All. And then we go into the Rat's Patootie. Yeah, so I knew I smelled a rat. Yeah. Yeah. Skin is just great. Oh, I, yeah. I think it's absolutely amazing. It's a really fun number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mary Tester is, again, insanely talented. They've got really great actors for this. Now, you mentioned to me that she got the role because she had gone on TikTok dressed like this and getting involved in the... Yeah, I don't know whether she'd done it for TikTok or whether it was just posted onto TikTok afterwards, but I'd seen a video of her. But she then got this role because she'd got involved in all the hype. That's so cool. This song ends with Emile and Dad and 12 Rats who are here to... Still from Gusto's. Mm-hmm. The Rat Queens. Yep. Yeah. That is actually what they're billed as, the Rat Queens. I love that. Linguini shows up mm-hmm. and he becomes vulnerable for Remy. Yeah. And he says, I don't want to disappoint anyone because I've never disappointed anyone before because no one's ever believed in me before. Sure. I like that. It's, it's a nice way of them kind of getting over this apology and just moving on past it. Because I think anyone can kind of resonate. <laughs> anyone can cook. Thank but you. we can all resonate with that idea of, I don't want to let people down. No one's ever believed in me the way you've believed in me. Mm. I think we can all get on board with that. Yeah. And we have this moment where Linguini turns on all the lights and we get the Rat Queens and their shocked faces. And Linguini's shocked face. Yeah, it's fantastic. And he's like, little chef. You were stealing from my kitchen. How could you? Get out of here. Remy gets exiled. But then straight away, Skinner is off to the health inspector. 
The rats tie him up. And lock him in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And that all happens within that song. Yeah. Which So it's really kind of like we have song, we have exposition, we go back to song. It's it's a lot, but it's handled really well. Yeah. This is also where we see my number one boy, J.J. Nyman, doing a great tap dance number. Yes. Which is great. But then we learn that Ego is here. Mm-hmm. So Remy is welcomed back. Yep. And the rats all offer support on Remy's big day. Because Linguini has told the whole kitchen what's going on. Mm-hmm. They all quit. Yeah. <laughs> but all these rats offer support. Yep. And I really like seeing like Remy bossing them about and everything working out. So we're going to Ego's warning yes. slash Ratatouille. Andre de Shields, the actual god himself. He's fantastic in this. I just love, and I saw somebody say this on Twitter and it made me laugh so hard. That he didn't bring props. Yes. He didn't have a plate or, you know, a cup or knives and forks in front of him. But he did have a sparkly sequined velvet jacket that Which he is, could put on. I Incredible. See, yeah. I love it. I just love it. You know, it's the minimalism. It works for mm-hmm. this show. Like, we don't need big extravagant sets. When oh, 100%. Minim- he is not impressed at being given ratatouille. No. It's for peasants. Yeah. Peasant food. Yep. And he says, no need to seal the coffin. The restaurant is dead. But, but he hasn't tried it yet. Yeah. And he takes a bite. Mm-hmm. And it reminds him of childhood. This ratatouille was yeah. just right. And we get Owen Anthony Tabaka, who is playing Baby Ego. Yeah. He's wearing, they're wearing the same scarf so that we can tell that they're the same person yeah so cute it is good and they both sing this song together mm-hmm. because his inner child has been appeased yep and he wants to give his compliments to the chef yes so they wait until after hours they they explain to him you're going to have to wait mm-hmm. and they clean the kitchen thoroughly yeah and he goes backstage and colette linguini and remy meet him and he gives thanks he leaves yeah without saying anything he that was so weird i don't remember this no no i i do because he realizes this right he gives his thanks and going everyone's like oh no oh man he's gonna close us down he's gonna he's gonna out us he's gonna like yeah say what's happening give us a bad review we're done Mm -hmm. but then we go back to ego and he's happy to praise the finest chef in france and he keeps the secret Mm -hmm. he talks about how great food can come from anyone yeah but skinner doesn't keep skinner does not skinner immediately goes to health inspector the restaurant gets shut down ego loses his job and credibility yeah and gusto's is closed so ego's gone down with this ship he's kept the secret he's like it's fine and it's like you are this great critic and you knew it was by a rat Mm -hmm. So he's fired, but together, yeah, they open up a new restaurant. Yes, Ego is their benefactor. Mm-hmm. He's using what's left of his credibility to help. Yeah, and Linguini's got the job. Colette's got the job. Remy's got the job. Mm-hmm. And the sign now says Ratatouille with a picture of Remy, which is adorable. Yep, with a little chef's hat on. And we get the finale. I love all the different TikToks coming up. Yeah, everyone that's been involved. That was so great. It is really cute. Like, you can watch and feel, like, justified. It's, like, it's really nice. You see the community this has come from. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the, the famous song. 
what a, I think it's the right way to end it. And we get this really nice one where everyone's singing it. And my final note is Wayne Brady rocks his trash instrument. Yeah, he's playing his little trash <laughs> instrument. And then we have the, the Ratter Mix. The curtain call is great. Yeah, so it's called the Ratter Mix in the uh, playbill. Yeah. Which is just, it's like a mega mix of all the songs. But then we get a lot of the ensemble actors yeah. singing the songs, yeah. which is incredible. And I think that's a great way to have your ensemble yeah. do what is essentially bows. Yeah. Because they're getting the chance to sing leading songs that they didn't in the show. I thought it was very clever. Mm-hmm. Everyone got an opportunity to shine. Yep. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Maybe the quickest review we've done. Yeah, this is going to be our shortest episode. Right. I've got to ask, because I feel like for you, MVP could go anywhere. It sure. might not be a performer. It might be a creative team member. Yeah. My MVP is everyone that was involved in this, because this is ridiculous. And a year ago, if you'd have tried to describe this to me, I would have been like, that sounds really bad. A year ago, if you described it to me, I would think I was watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Like No, but if you... Not not the show, not the concept, just that how they were doing it. Oh, no, I would have I, been like, I won't watch that. It's an absurd idea. Mm-hmm. And I was sceptical when you mentioned to me when we recorded the preamble that this wasn't on a stage in Manhattan. This was filmed. Yeah. So I was sceptical, but I think it's executed beautifully. Yeah. I would say, yeah, there are a lot of people who have contributed to the success of this show. Mm-hmm. And it is hard to define a conventional MVP. If you had to give an MVP to one performer, because I'd agree, it's everyone who's been involved behind the scenes in making this happen and everyone who has contributed to the rise of Ratatouille that deserves this. But if you had to say one performer shone for you, who would it be? I mean... (laughs) Adam Lambert. Yeah. I love that he rocked up in his leopard print t-shirt and didn't try and look like a rat. Yeah. I love, he sings my favourite song and just the entire time he was, anytime he was on screen, even if he wasn't saying anything, I was watching him because he makes the funniest little facial expressions. Yeah, he was fantastic. He was great. I'm going to give it to Titus, to Mm. Remy, because I just think, there's so much like characterization in the smallest of gestures as well, in the smallest of postures and demeanors. Yeah. And it's just so much fun watching him react and be like sassy Remy when Colette gets all the praise or when we're talking about the humans. Mm-hmm. I just, I really liked it. And I think as a lead, he was captivating. Yeah. What's your best song? Rat's Way of Life? Yeah. Yeah, same Rat's Way of Life. I'm also going to add both versions of Anyone Can Cook. Mm -hmm. Because I think Gusto's, you've got like this fun, really like nice moment. But then... One of my favourite things in the Ratter mix is the reprise of Anyone Can Cook where they do the kick line. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, yeah. But I just love the vulnerability of Linguini's Mm -hmm. version of it. Yeah. It's just nice. What's your skip song? Kitchen Tango. Yeah, same. However... Your question that you posed to me earlier. Yes. Did I know all of these songs in advance? Yes. I had heard all of these songs previously from their original creators on TikTok. And the only one that I wasn't a huge fan of was the Kitchen Tango. So it's not because of this version. Yeah. I just already was not that into that song. That's fair. 
So all of these songs and our songs have been popularised on TikTok. Yes. It's not like they've written new songs for this moment here and maybe forgotten about some of the more loved no, but songs. What they've done is they've made them bigger and better yes. and improved upon them. Cool. Okay. Which role would you want to play? I guess Skinner. Yeah. Because that's hilarious. I'd want to be a meal. I don't think... I mean, look at the casting of this show. There's nothing stopping me from being a meal. No, I, I mean, a meal could also be his sister and a meal short for Emily. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No. Or I could just play a meal in the same way that Skinner's being played. Yeah. Like, it does not matter. No, and I think that's what's great about this, this show. I would say the only ones that are kind of more important that they stick to, like, the gendered thing is Linguini and Colette. Yeah. For me, those are the only ones that have to be cast that way. Oh, yeah, for Colette's backstory. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. Those are the only ones that, for me, have to be cast that way. Mm-hmm. I think you can do anything you want with the rest of the Any cast. Any characters, yeah. I would want to play Skinner or Gusto, though. <laughs> I just, I'd quite like to just... I'd imagine that if this ever did become a big Broadway show, mm. and they did change it, they got rid of the TikTok element and they made a broadway show i'd want gusto to just be a projection like very much like the tiktok that's your one kind of homage to where this came from is he's just a he's a screen and like whenever he shows up as ghost he's 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 filmed (laughs) and he still gets to come on for the bow yeah for sure but i think that's that's i just think he's so much fun like he's just charming Mm -hmm. and i love it i gave this one four out of five stars oh I I think for me it loses star for Tango Remy. Yep. But also kind of weird jokes. You know, the the trigger warning. Yeah. I can't get on board with that. No. But what I can get on board with is this style of performance. Oh, definitely. And I think this is going to change how we're doing theatre at the moment. Well, this is the thing is everyone, you know, when the pandemic started, mm-hmm. you know, I remember people seeing like Shakespeare wrote some of his best work when there was a plague. And everyone at the... <laughs> Great. <laughs> but no, but this was the thing. Everyone was, was spouting like, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Everything's on pause, but some great art came out of previous pandemics and well out of this one. Yeah. And I remember saying to you as well, like it will be interesting to see what comes out of this. Oh, definitely. And I think this isn't high art, but it is industry defining mm-hmm. and revolutionary. Oh, for sure. People will be talking about this show for generations. Sure. I, I really do think like there will be so many more TikTok musicals now. Mm-hmm. In the same way that Starkid started with a very potter musical and has mm-hmm. since become you know like a yearly thing and they revolutionized what it is to make a musical via youtube they were so like aware of what technology they had yeah and i'm sure there have been plenty of other youtube musicals that i'm not aware of mm-hmm. and i i would say that maybe without star kid we don't have Ratatouille. Sure. But I think we will have far more TikTok musicals now mm-hmm. and maybe have this become a Christmas, New Year's annual thing mm-hmm. because of shows like Ratatouille. And I think it's going to become far more popular. Yeah. 
what I hope is that it doesn't become the norm. What I hope is that it doesn't become oversaturated. Okay, I know what you mean. I think, you know, just because one has worked, we can't suddenly expect everyone to work. Yeah. And if we well, throw... interestingly, one of the ones that I actually saw before Ratatouille yeah. was there were people writing Avatar songs to be in an Avatar musical, yeah. like The Last Airbender, not The Blue Dudes. But... <laughs> and including some of the people who worked on yeah. Ratatouille. And they were great songs. And specifically, there's a remix of It's a Long, Long Way to Bar Sing Se. Yeah. There's an incredible remix yeah. of that where Zuko has some lines written in and it's great. And they're great songs. And I would love to see that go somewhere. But I think what's going to happen is big. people have to be careful about what they decide mm-hmm. is like the follow up. Because if we get a second TikTok musical yeah. and it's not done with the same love or is just a rehash of this if it doesn't add anything new again Mm -hmm. we're in danger of everything collapsing yeah and maybe not looking back at ratatouille so fondly yeah there's a reason why a lot of video game sequels have to build on the original but add new features Mm. you know we don't want it to go the way of guitar hero slash rock band where we were getting very cheap copies released yearly yeah. to the point that the whole industry crashed because it stopped being fun. Yeah. There is a place for these. Mm-hmm. And there is a place that you could easily have one a year lovingly crafted that does, you know, uh, raise money for charity yeah. or does have like an extended run of a month. Mm-hmm. There is space for that. But if we suddenly get 20 different streams of these, mm-hmm. it's going to very quickly die. Yeah. So, yes, this is, I certainly think, a future of theatre. Mm-hmm. And it redefines the theatre experience. But tread lightly. Yeah. So, what's happening next week, Danny? It is your birthday. It sure is, which means I get to pick a musical... That you don't want to watch. <laughs> For the record, you pick musicals each week. I pick all the musicals. So, But I try and pick musicals conscientiously. I try and pick things that I genuinely think you're going to enjoy. And I'm not doing that next week because it's my birthday. And you're going to be selfish. For the record, before we do kind of like get into that, how have you come about this musical? Like, how have you got the blu-ray disc that we are going to be watching it because from. you bought it for me for christmas so i can't be that opposed to it no this is true so for christmas i got two dvds of two versions of the same musical <laughs> and we're gonna watch both of them yeah we're gonna not be back covering, to back yeah, but not we're gonna back watch to back we're gonna be covering the elaine page stage mm-hmm. iteration of cats yes I have seen Cats, the infamous film. Mm -hmm. We saw it, I think, very early on when possibly it was still people were falling through floors and people's hands were like... Yeah, we saw the initial version We saw 
yeah, we, we saw the, the one before the patch, yeah. which is so interesting. We think of that as so common with video games. You get like the day one patch. We don't think of that as happening with films. Mm-hmm. And yet... Here we are. Here we are. I'm aware of cats, obviously, as a result. And I think mm-hmm. anyone who has lived in 2020 and has access to the internet is aware of cats. Yep. I am very excited. I say that every week, but I am very excited to see cats as it was originally intended. Yeah. I'll give you the book then. Well, I read the <laughs> book, but I'm I'm excited to see the stage show. Mm-hmm. We might we we get to decide what we're doing with cats the film. Because there's a part of me that would like to cover it. Maybe we'll do like a mini episode on it. On like the differences. But mm-hmm. I, there's a part of me that would like to do it as a hey, we put ourselves through hell for you guys and watch Cats, yeah. the movie. So just because we're watching that with your birthday, I don't think we're going to release anything in the foreseeable future covering Cats, the film. Yep. But, but we're doing the stage show. We're doing the stage show. But if you are interested in hearing our thoughts on Cats, the film, mm-hmm. let us know. Yeah. I think we're going to cover it eventually. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, come on. It will be a fun one to talk about. <laughs> if you'd like to hear our thoughts on James Corden in Cats, yeah, let us know because it won't be that next week. We'll be covering one that I think is favoured more strongly. By me, yes, definitely. Jason Gardner's in it. Yes, Jason mm-hmm. Gardner from last week. We covered Ruthless. Yep. I liked Ruthless. And if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and check that one out. Mm-hmm. But we'll be back next Monday with Jellical cats. Yes, we will. I plan on wearing Judy Dench's like fur skin, yeah, <laughs> which is made sure. of her own like. That's so. She weird. takes it off at one point. I know she does. It's just so weird. <laughs> and oh. we all say, "Oh well." <laughs> so, so that's excited. next week, and then literally my only birthday present. It isn't. That's all I need. So should I just send back everything I've already you got? You can, as long as you watch cats with me. Famous last words. And then we will be covering Kinky Boots. Yes, indeed. So, nice January Mm -hmm. ahead of us. Let us know your thoughts on Ratatouille, the musical. Were you lucky enough to get a chance to watch the stream? Did you enjoy it? Do you have similar views to Drew and I that this is revolutionary Mm theatre? Do you want more? What should the next TikTok musical be? We've got odds on Avatar. Yeah. (laughs) Let us know your thoughts. We love it when you get involved in the conversation. You can reach us on Instagram and on Twitter at It's a Musical Pod. And you can email us. We've not dropped the email for a while. No. At It's a Musical Pod at gmail.com. I don't think we've ever had an email, so be our first. I think my mum emailed us. Yeah, but it got lost because I've never (laughs) sent that email. Yeah. Send us an email. Nobody emails us. Or you can help make this show happen by buymeacoffee.com forward slash it's a musical pod. We love coffee. We do. And we love Jared Good, our number one coffee benefactor. Yes, absolutely. And you can check out uh, Jared Good's Twitter profile. At the moment, there are links to an exciting new uh, musical podcast feature that he is working on, which Mm -hmm. looks fantastic. So make sure to check that out. Yeah. You can find us next week on the same podcast platforms you usually find us on. Mm -hmm. Apple, Spotify, 
Google, Stitcher Radio, Amazon Music, and of course our original hosts, Podbean. Make sure you subscribe so you get notified if we ever drop a bonus episode as we've been known to do as a surprise in the past. Yep. And leave us a review and make sure you share us with your friends. Mm-hmm. And as usual, have a magical musical Monday. See you next week. Same cat place, same cat channel. Boo!